Hi, everybody. Welcome to Two Kinky Women, your fun place to listen to fabulous podcasts about all things alternative and kinky. And uh, my co-host is with me this afternoon. There she is, Midnight Lady. Say hi, ML. Hello and welcome back to the Two Kinky Women podcast. We are so excited today because we have a special guest, our very first special guest, Monopoly is her name. She's with Bloom Community. And I will let her tell you all the details. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you so much for having me on Two Kinky Women. Um, so the name, name I'm going by today is my scene name, Monopoly. Um, I'm 24 years old, based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Very kind of lucky to be part of a vibrant kink community here. Um, and I'd say that I've been in the kink world for the last four or so years, and I'm really excited to share my experience on the podcast. Um, I also work for Bloom Community, uh, which is a sex positive, kinky social and dating app where you can meet people at events, including play parties and lunches. Oh, Wonderful. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting idea, huh? We've seen that one before, haven't we, ML? Absolutely. <laughs> so tell us something, Erica, let's talk about uh, the Bloom community just a little bit. Uh, we just said we've seen that kind of thing before. And of course, we're alluding to things uh, uh, on the internet, such as uh, uh, collar space and uh, FetLife. Tell us, how, uh, how, how does um, uh, Bloom community um, relate to those kinds of, uh, of um, uh, sites? Uh, is, is Bloom essentially a, uh, a dating site? Um, yeah, thanks for the question. I would say um, Bloom is a social and community app in which sometimes people use it to date, um, but we have folks kind of specify what they're looking for in the app, uh, whether that's long-term partners or friends or kink partners um, or just like seeing where things go. Um, that's kind of up to the individual user to kind of define. And in terms of um, like the actual app itself and the connections people make. Uh, we're a very kind of uh, values-driven organization. Our values are consent, communication, and respect. Um, and so all of our interactions kind of stem from there. Um, the app was kind of made by and for kinky people. And so we understand that a lot of the time connections are kind of on the spectrum between, you know, playing or um, romance or friends, et cetera. And so that's why we kind of don't um, prescribe what types of connections come out of the app. Gotcha. Uh, ML and I were, uh, were, were talking a little bit about um, uh, the fact that uh, Bloom Community and Two Pink Women have something very, very much in com common. And that is our, uh, uh, or the impact of the word consent on what it is that what we do. Right. Uh, tell me your, your def definition of consent. What is consent in the Bloom Community? Yeah, so we practice affirmative consent, which means basically asking before escalating intimacy and actively listening to each other's responses. Um, we only act on a clear and enthusiastic yes exclamation point, um, and anything short of that is not consent. So we kind of um, design our app and community around 
this idea of consent. And so, you know, there's a, a number of ways this manifests. For example, people are only able to kind of chat with each other one-on-one when there's a mutual opt-in. Um, we also hold people account- accountable to our consent definition by kind of asking everybody to define consent during part of onboarding. Um, And then we also hold them accountable via community standards and a reporting policy um, where anybody can kind of report anybody for violating that um, standard. And then I'd say in terms of the events aspect of the app, which is kind of what I work on, we also partner with events that share our values so that our members are can be confident that they'll be safe at the events that are on our platform. Oh, that's really good. ML, this is uh, right up our alley, isn't it? Absolutely. We, did, we have always been a big supporter of not just consent, but risk-aware consent, risk-aware kink. Um, that when we make those decisions to play, that we get that enthusiastic consent that you mentioned uh, and allowing each person uh, to make that consent decision and and be vocal about that consent decision, not just the bottom or the top, but both at the same time consent together for that scene. That's uh, very well said, because uh, a a lot of people seem to think that the uh, only consent that is necessary is the consent from the the bottom, the submissive, the slave, etc. Whereas uh, that is not the case. Absolutely is not the case. But Eric, I did want to ask you, Monopoly, I wanted to ask you, um, who determines uh, on your site, on your app, if the standards that you've set are violated? Yeah, so um, it's really like a community accountability situation. Ah, okay. So yeah, we have a reporting policy, which I can link to you in the show notes or whatever um, platform makes sense. But essentially we have our kind of community values listed there. And then we ask members to report any violations that they see. Um, And then we also give kind of specific extra weight to reports that include kind of a specific value that was violated and a description of how. Um, and then we also collect feedback from Bloom staff. Um, we're all like kind of members and users of the app as well. Gotcha. So- right. That's great. So you're right in there with the group, huh? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a really good idea. Nothing like uh, being in there and seeing what's going on in real time. Um, I want to ask you one other thing as regarding this. Um, actually, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned this. I might have been uh, just checking out uh something while you were talking but did you um did you talk about the fact that you have a real-time chat available within um within the bloom community um yeah so we have um one-on-one chats for people who become buds with one another which is what we call uh when two people heart each other to connect and then we also have group chats that are created for every event so everybody who rsvps going or interested to an event will be able to engage in that event group chat. Um, And then on top of that, we have community conversations, um, which are kind of just chat threads with questions such as like, what are some other events that you want to see in Bloom? Um, Do you want feedback on your Bloom profile and stuff like that, where like anybody can click into that and chat. Gotcha. That's interesting. That's something that the other um, uh, sites uh, on the net, um, on the web don't have. 
I think that's really, really interesting. A lot of people use it. Um, yeah, we have over 10,000 members. Um, wow. Right Fabulous. <laughs> Terrific. Where are they mostly uh, found? Uh, East coast, West coast, middle, middle with no coast. Um, yeah. So I'd say um, Bloom originated and is primarily based in the San Francisco Bay area where the core mm-hmm. team is based. And also that's kind of where we started um, where the majority of our members are as well. But we also have activated cities in New York City, Los Angeles, and San Diego. And we're hoping to come to the Pacific Northwest, like Portland and Seattle, in the right. coming months. Oh, it sounds really, really good. So you had mentioned before, you said um, that that uh, the app uh, was essentially designed with people who had kink in mind. So um, I figure, considering the fact that you use it in real time and, and uh, uh, your monopoly on the site, um, how did you get into uh, the scene, BDSM, as it were? Yeah, totally. Um, so basically, I um, spent about six months in Berlin in 2018, and it was a very kind of liberatory time for me. Um, likely, you know, a lot due to the city itself, and it's an amazing city. I highly recommend it. Um, and also, just that I think I had the kind of headspace to be away from the kind of cultural norms that I'd grown up with, um, both like in an American context and also my family's Chinese. And so just kind of having that space to explore was like super key for me. Um, And that's where I kind of had my whole sexual revolution. And uh, I went to a club there called Kit Kat, which I don't know if you've heard of it or been to it, but it's just an amazing kind of integrative space where there's dancing, there's partying, there's kink, there's a pool. What is that called? The Kit Kat? Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, the Kit Kat Club, exactly. The only, the only uh, <laughs> connection I've had with the Kit Kat Club is in the movie or the show Cabaret. That shows you where I'm at. Yes. But okay, so um, that's what's happening great. in Berlin. Huh? That's the place to be. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it was wow. kind of, I had gone there with a friend of mine, um, from like my study abroad program. And we were there for probably nine hours. <laughs> um, and I walked out of there being like, hmm, I think I was a little more into that than is normal. <laughs> so I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think I just love that um, I could really be authentic there. Um, like people were just casually walking around with various body parts exposed, like having a lot of like conversations about their various kind of kinks and fetishes and that it all felt like totally normal. Mm. Um, And that like the communication was very direct and consensual and all of that. Um, And so, yeah, after that, I just kind of uh, dove in. Um, Also my best friend was in a DS relationship at the time and so we had a lot of conversations about that um and it kind of spiraled from there listen to some other podcasts and such gotcha right that that's that's good that's really yeah. good I mean, we, we were just talking um ml and myself uh before we uh, uh got you today monopoly we were just talking about going to munches and going to other events and things along those lines and how important it is to get out of your own, uh, uh, you know, uh, 600 foot uh, living room and uh, see people, meet people. And it seems to me like um, uh, with people such as yourself running the game, that the Bloom community is very worthwhile. I've got one one kind of um, question uh, regarding uh, inclusion and things along those lines. Tell me a little bit about inclusion uh, in terms of uh, the Bloom community. 
Yeah, 100%. So um, Bloom is um, like 65% LGBTQ plus and 83% um, ethically non-monogamous or open to ethical non-monogamy. Um, and of that, there's like about 14% trans and non-binary members. Um, and so a lot of the design choices made um, within the app were kind of intentionally um, inclusive of trans and non-binary members in particular. So for example, um, somebody can come, come into the app and say that they are a genderqueer woman um, and then also select that they wanna be shown to people who are interested in women and people who are interested in non-binary people um, because that's like the most authentic to who they are. And so we've gotten kind of feedback that that's led to a lot more kind of buds than there otherwise would have been if we didn't have that system. Um, we also have 100 gender identity options, which is kind of like a, a list combined from every other app. Wow. Out there. Give me a couple of um, examples. What are we talking about? That hundred. Whoa, um, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, like basically <laughs> all kinds of gender fluidity, um, ah, okay. et cetera. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Really? So there's, there's room for everybody. There is there room for older people. Yeah, totally. So uh -huh. we, yeah, we, we actually, um, only display age in the decade. So we've gotten some feedback from folks, especially on the older side that um, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, As somebody yeah. on the older side, I appreciate that. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> I yeah, like so that. I like that a lot. Is that a great, uh, is that a great way ML or what? Huh? Don't you love it? <laughs> Oh, I, I, I use the Bloom community app. Ah. I think it's great. I love it. Um, I like that every day by 12 noon, I get five more um, possibilities for friends. Uh, yeah. And then I can decide, you know, if, if that person is, is a good fit for me. And um, I've had some people heart me. So that's always exciting. And it's good for self-esteem when you get hearted um and i also like that i'm you know not looking for let's say a relationship but i am looking for friends so i think it's great that the app allows not just for relationships but also allows for friendships yeah because uh, i find that if you're friends with the person first who knows where your relationship can go from there but i always feel like you should be friends first so I have found that, that the app is really, uh, really well done. And we here at Two Kinky Women do not blow smoke up your ass. And we do not, and we do not uh, promote anything that we don't feel is worthy uh, of promoting because we're going to be honest and we're going to be truthful. Yeah. Uh, even about other, you know, apps like FetLife or that we, uh, experience with and and we will tell you this the skinny on what we think about this uh, and I really just I just love the app I think it's just done so well and it's um I like the events too mm. that you can go to like either online events or in-person events and I'm totally pickled that you guys are in in New York now so yeah <laughs> boy is that the exciting. truth huh We've been going through a little bit of an alternative lifestyle desert here in New York, not just because of COVID, but so many places closed up in New York uh, due yeah. to the craziness of the 
of the real estate market in the city. And it's just unfortunate. There just is not maybe one place in all of New York City. It's very hard to believe, but that's the case. So uh, yeah, we're hoping that, sure that. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite dungeon actually closed as well um, here in San Francisco, which is really sad. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It really does. So just the need for what it is that Bloom Community is doing right now and in such a sensitive and inclusive way sounds terrific to me, ML. I'd say that uh, this is a great group, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. I like it. I like it a lot. I really do. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna join. I am. I'm gonna join. Tonight. I'm so glad. That's oh, awesome. without a doubt. <laughs> we're also like super open to feedback from both our like organizer partners and members. Like we're really intent on kind of staying grounded in the community. Um, and that's also why we have ambassadors in every city that we're kind of active in. Um, and so if you both, you know, are using it or any listeners um, have any feedback, please do like shoot us an email feedback and join Bloom Duck community. Uh, we're always kind of looking to improve. Oh, okay. Very, very good. Excellent. Excellent. I, I really, uh, I really think it's a great idea. I'm impressed. Truly I am. So Monopoly, you've been around, you've been here, you've been there, you've been all over the place. Um, how did you end up actually in, um, in, in San Francisco and finding the Bloom community to work for? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I actually, I'm, I was born in San Francisco. Um, it was my first ever home, although uh, it was pretty short time that I spent here in my early childhood. Um, and then I grew up kind of moving between LA and Beijing, China. And so I have like some of that cross-cultural um, background, which really kind of grounded me in always kind of questioning social norms and conventionalities. Um, like one of the first observations I had of dungeon spaces when I first went there is that, oh, like all the rules are different. Um, and I love kind of discovering that within the same geographic location. Um, because, you know, as someone who grew up across multiple continents, I'm really familiar with that feeling. Um, mm. And it was super yeah. awesome to kind of experience that without having to travel very far at all, but really realize that there's actually many ways to live and engage with one another, even in physical proximity, um, which was just a really awesome realization. And so when I moved back to the Bay Area, um, when I'm in my adult life, I've been here for about the last six years. Um, I was really appreciative of all the different kind of bubbles and communities that I was able to find over here. Um, and for the last couple of years, I've been pretty involved in the kink, poly, and like queer scenes. Um, and so it was kind of like a natural extension of some, some of the organizing and community building that I was already really invested in when Bloom kind of um, got off the ground. Um, and I just really wanted to be part of that. Wow, that's just terrific. That's really excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes you never know. It's all in the timing, right? Or just being in the right place at the right time or having your head yeah, totally. in that space. And like, right? It, it was really serendipitous for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. It really, really is. I'm, mm -hmm. uh, I'm impressed with the whole thing, but I'm also impressed with you. Monopoly. Oh, tell, me, tell me something else about yourself. You you're you consider yourself um, um, kinky and 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 queer, and of course you're in one of the most, um, or at least what most people think is one of the most uh, sexually liberated parts of the United States. For and sure. Certainly not up to the speed of Berlin, unfortunately, but <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. So. 
carrying yourself as a uh, queer kinky woman in San Francisco is probably maybe a little bit different how you might do it in, in uh, say, uh, you know, uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, or uh, some little suburb outside of Chicago. But um, how has it, uh, how has that identity informed um, your life and, and how you see yourself amongst others? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think just like calling out that um, geographic like discrepancy is really important. Um, I think for me, like in San Francisco, like a lot of people just assume that these identities are normalized um, because like so many people are out and it's like usually like very welcoming and inclusive, um, which is amazing. But at the same time, like I do think sometimes we forget like how much we've struggled to get to this place um, and how much like our, you know, people both in like generations before us in San Francisco and like ourselves before we got to San Francisco um, have really kind of overcome a lot of barriers to get to this kind of liberated space that we're in now. Boy, is that um, and yes, indeed. Wow. That is so true. I'm really glad to hear you say that because a lot of times we tend to think that um, that people really don't have a historical perspective about the scene. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's been here for a very, very long time, certainly a lot yeah. longer uh, than um, uh, Madonna with her, um, you know, steel <laughs> corset. And people yeah. don't realize that. And uh, it's true, we have come very far, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, and I think ML will probably agree with me, not far enough, but we're working on it, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you all have been there since, you know, way before I was born. So you can definitely speak more to that history than I can. Yeah, but I know, yeah. you know, it, I, I do want us to kind of, you know, the community in the Bay to be a little bit more grounded in that history. Like I do think like, you know, the Soma district has such a rich history and a lot of our community spaces are still there. Um, and I love the kind of discussions that people have about right. that. Um, but I know that like, you know, the AIDS activists in the 80s, for example, like made huge improvements in, you know, our rights and like the ways that people yeah. have been able to yeah. be treated and also yeah. like, you know, being tied to the LGBT rights movement and everything as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, like a really big activist history. Mm -hmm. Like I think similar to a lot of social movements in the Bay Area, um, you know, it's great to like have these wins and be normalized um, and like have much more cultural acceptance, but we can't forget kind of what got us here in the this first place. True. And I think yeah. also, if I can editorialize for a second, we also can't forget the fact it can be taken away from us as well. And this is why right. I think that we have uh, a, an important job to do. Yeah, boy, am I editorializing, but never mind. Um, we do have an important <laughs> job <laughs> because nobody is going uh, back. We are not going back. So it's important uh, that okay. uh, groups and, and um, internet uh, available type um, uh, organizations and apps uh, like yours, uh, Monopoly, these are important and uh, we'll do whatever yeah. we can to ring, uh, you know, ring the bell and get them noticed. What else have you got to say there, ML? You're contemplating all of this, right? Yes, well, I was just thinking, too, that one of our prime directives in producing this podcast every month is giving back to our King community, which has served us faithfully for over 25 years, wow. to educate our, our listeners 
and bring new people into the community and not just bring them into the community, but to teach them how to do the things that we all want to do safely and humanely and with enthusiastic consent, but not just bring those people into the community. We also want to destigmatize sexual identity. We want to destigmatize um, kink and power exchange and BDSM and all of those things. We want vanilla people to come into the scene not with revulsion or like, oh God, you people must be so crazy. But hey, this is a new way I can love my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is a new way I can love multiple partners yeah. and have that be okay. So that yeah, is our prime directive. Right, right. Yeah, and I love that. And I think, um, you know, that's kind of part of what Bloom is trying to do, too, is to, like, really normalize a lot of these aspects of culture that right now are still, like, very much at the edges. But, you know, for mm. those of us who've been there, um, we understand that, like, the ways of relating to each other um, that can be, like, really replicated in the rest of the world, too, and I think could be really beneficial, especially in terms of, like, cooperation and, like, treating each other with respect and the direct communication style that's kind of the norm in BDSM communities. Like, even if you're not negotiating a scene, like, the skills that you gain from that, like, informing how we negotiate in, in oh, any yeah. part of life and resolve Absolutely. conflict, kind of, yeah, like, stating what you so want and need, like, setting boundaries, like, everybody can benefit from those skills, I feel like, and those modes of communicating. So yeah, I guess to speak to your previous question of like how these identities have informed my life, like I would say, um, I really try to hold um, all of that in in any part of life and like negotiating anything. (laughs) You know, it's a really good point you make because uh, uh, it's not a skill set that comes naturally to people. You're not born with the ability to do that. Um, you know, we're social beings and sometimes we go, uh, you know, off on the wrong direction, giving others what we won't even give ourselves. So this is a great practice for people to learn how to, uh, how to get along with each other when we're doing some very, very strange things to each other at the same time. But, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, we're taking risks and we trust each other is, uh, is, is a wonderful thing as well. Um, uh, ML, mm-hmm. um, do you have anything else uh, specific that you'd like to ask our, our guest Monopoly today or um, anything come up to you after hearing this wonderful, uh, this wonderful site, hearing all about it? No, I, I, I think uh, that Monopoly is experiencing a wonderful uh, King community in her area. And she's gets, she gets this great honor to work for this uh, great company in, in the Bloom Community app. Um, Boy, I'll say, honest to yes. God, could you imagine if something like that came your way when you were 24 years old? Hello. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. But I sure am glad it's around now. I really, really am. 
Um, Monopoly, I want to say uh, uh, to thank you so much. Thank you and the Bloom community for making yourself available today. This has been really, really interesting. And uh, I wish you all a tremendous amount of luck. And I can't help saying that I think you guys are great because uh, you guys are great. Aww. And uh, that's sweet. It means a lot coming from you two as well, because I know you've been around for a while and are super experienced in the scene. And we are really trying to kind of, you know, build this whole community around the community. And so to have, um, you know, community facilitators like you all kind of enjoy the product, like really is like the reason that we do this. Great. I am so glad to hear that because we all, uh, we're going to let the word out that, uh, that you guys are definitely worthwhile. And I hope um, that uh, give it some time or whatever, the next time something's happening that you want to make a tremendous uh, announcement of, and our, our viewership is, viewership is uh, growing as well. Please, we invite yeah, you back that's any other time. If you'd um, like to join yeah. us. Or maybe, oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. If you'd like to join us again, or one of your compatriots over there at Bloom Computer, we'd love to For have sure. you. And in the meantime, I wish you uh, all a tremendous amount of luck and uh, continued success. ML? Yes, before we go, Monopoly, if you could tell us how can people get more information? How can they find the Bloom community? Mm -hmm. um, is there a website? Uh, yeah. Is um, the, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so um, we do have a website. It's uh, www.joinbloom.com bloom.community um and so there's more information there on like downloading the app and seeing some of our events um something that i'll call out for the month of june especially since it's pride month happy pride everybody yeah. we're collaborating with san francisco pride on the official 2022 sf pride calendar and so if folks have pride events that they're going to or that they're interested in um, or that they're hosting themselves, um, please do like add that. We would love to have like the community aggregation there. Um, and we're also building out calendars for Los Angeles, San Diego, and New York City. So same for all of those places. Wonderful. Um, and okay. if you're in an area that we um, don't have as many events in yet, uh, we're always kind of looking for new places to activate. So if you're hearing this and you're like, I want this to exist in my area, but there don't seem to be events yet when I download it, please email um, events at joinbloom.community and we can chat about how to kind of get more engagement in your local area so you can start hmm. building those connections um, before like we're even able to invest more staff time there. Terrific. That really wonderful. Thank you so much, Monopoly from Bloom, for coming on our podcast and talking to us about this awesome new opportunity and this great way to get connected with your community. In closing, we would hope that our listeners will give Bloom community a try because I think it's, it's pretty cool and awesome and I think it'll be very helpful. And... We, as always, want to hear your questions and comments. Please email us at tkw at two, the numeric two, kinkywomen.com. That's tkw at two, kinkywomen.com. Also, while you're there, you can sign up for the email newsletter and get your free downloadable beginner's guide to kink. So we love to hear from you. So please reach out to us if you have any questions or if you have any questions for Monopoly. 
We can also take those at that email address. You can also find us at our homepage at 2, the numeric 2, kinkywomenpodcast.com. We can read the podcast diary, the mistress's diary, and download your free infographic, which is available every month. We are two kinky women, and we want you to be kinky too. See you next time.